If it seems like a lot of people you know are leaving their jobs these days, it's because they are. Now more than ever, people are quitting their jobs. They're either trying something new or in some cases deciding they're just going to take a break from work for a while. That's our colleague Lauren Weber. She covers the workplace. And she says, according to government data, workers are quitting at record rates. And you, our listeners, seem to be part of that trend. I just got to the point where I had to say, I don't know if I can do this. I would just sit at my desk and cry. Man, I I don't want to just do something just for making money. Hey, there's more to life than just working all the time. We're working so hard that we forgot to think about what makes us happy. We put a call out to our listeners last week and heard lots of different reasons why you're quitting. Some of you are unhappy with your salaries. Some of you want to figure out more fulfilling careers. And some of you are just burnt out. The pandemic gave people a lot of chance to think about their lives, consider what they're doing with their time and with their jobs. Um, You know, when you take away a lot of the things about going to work that we count on, you know, seeing our work friends, having conversations with people in the hallways, You take all that away and you're just left with the content of your work. Uh, So for people who are working from home, they were really just stuck with the tasks that their job entails. And I think for some people, it was a chance to really think about whether or not that work was satisfying and fulfilling. And even in a shaky economy, people are willing to quit anyway. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, June 21st. Coming up on the show, why American workers are calling it quits. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash journal. Terms and conditions apply. of workers quit their jobs in April, the most recent month of data. That's the highest number in at least 20 years when the Bureau of Labor Statistics started keeping track. Our colleague Lauren says that in some ways, it makes sense that so many people are quitting now. A lot of workers put off quitting during the worst of the pandemic, and now they're ready to do it. But in other ways, it's surprising, especially given how much uncertainty there is in the economy. I mean, unemployment is still high. It's still around 6% or so. So if you look just at the numbers, it wouldn't seem to be a great time for a lot of people to quit their jobs and try something new. But workers are leaving across all industries and all types of jobs. And for some, it's actually a good time to quit. The pandemic put so many people in a terrible position financially. But for those people who kept their jobs, many people saved a lot of money. That was my sense from what I heard from people. If you were able to keep your job last year, you didn't really go on vacations. You didn't eat out a lot. A lot of the expenses that you would normally be paying were put off. And so for people who 
didn't become unemployed. They actually managed to stow away some nest eggs, and some people took advantage of that to take some time off from working and try to decide what they want to do next. This is what happened with Suraj Shetty. He'd been working as a management consultant for six years, and before the pandemic, he'd been pretty content with his job. My sense of contentment was coming more from the rewards of it. So it was a high-paying job. To be honest, it was more of a job which I was able to easily do because it involves a lot of conversations and meeting with people and working with people. But the actual content of the job was something I was just doing in expectations of the rewards, if you will. When Suraj started working from home during the pandemic, the boundary between work and his personal life blurred. His hours got longer, and around six months in, he was having doubts. Most of my clients are multi-billion dollar corporations. They're not, you know, people that are wanting for things. They're executives who are paid million dollar packages and so on. So my projects are essentially just helping them make their billions into more billions. Making billions into more billions wasn't satisfying for Suraj, and that became even more clear during the pandemic because he was comparing his work to his wife's. I'm married to a resident physician, so her career is basically saving people's lives. And I was like, I want to do something like that. I want to have you know that higher sense of purpose and nobility that her profession comes with. At least at the end of the day, she can be like, I'm doing it for a higher cause. And if I'm also spending not as many hours, but a significant number of hours in my week, why shouldn't I have that too? Lauren says she's heard this kind of thing from a lot of the people she spoke to. I did hear from people who quit their jobs during the pandemic, partly because they were sort of in a mode of, I just need to take some time and figure out what I really want to do. I had a, you know, a existential crisis during this time and I want to figure it out. And it was this more, you know, being forced to confront deeper questions about, you know, what do they find meaningful? Working from home meant Suraj was confronting these questions all the time. Because without any distractions from coworkers, his job became just the work itself. And working from home did not work for him. Everyone else has been raving about it. They're like, hey, we love the fact that we don't have to commute. We love the fact that we're wasting so little time and like, you know, the flexibility. And I was like, yeah, that's all great. If you like what you're doing, (laughs) if you don't, then, you know, you're kind of in my position where all the things that you were putting on the back burner in your mind is now all of a sudden in the forefront every time you're in between meetings because you're by yourself. For Suraj, it was the difficulty of working from home, sitting there with only his work, no colleagues or camaraderie that made him realize he wanted to change. But for others, working from home had benefits. And that's what led them to quit. A lot of people got used to remote work and don't want to give it up. It was a tough transition for a lot of people, I think, at the beginning, myself included. And then once you're used to it and you've kind of figured out some of the logistics and got the right chair for your home office, you know, suddenly it seems like it can work. So for some people, it's that they were asked to return to an office or a workplace and they really don't want to do that. And then for some people, that's what motivated them to start looking for another job. This is what happened to Sarah Kilman. Up until recently, she was living in Richmond, Virginia, working in product marketing for a small tech startup. Like a lot of Americans, she got a taste of remote work at the start of the pandemic. Working from home was great. I have always really liked quiet spaces. So 
for working from home for me was like I could finally focus because I have my own room. The other thing too, I would wake up and go take a hike in the morning down by the river in Richmond and I would go make myself coffee and make breakfast and be ready and online by the time that I should have been in the office. But it felt like I had so much more time to myself that way. And I could get myself more focused and ready for the day when I was working at home than having to rush out the door in the morning and realizing I forgot my lunch. Sarah loved working from home, but her company went back to the office after only two months away. And even though she still enjoyed her job, she wanted to stay remote. So she saw an opening. I think I felt that this might be an opportunity for me to kind of escape from Richmond and maybe start traveling and try some stuff out. Our generation, we were told that we had to go get a job and work and work and work. But at the same time, we're working so hard that we forgot to think about what makes us happy and what we want to explore and what we want to see. And so for me, that shift has definitely come from recognizing that I don't want to sit in an office for the rest of my life, and I want to figure out what makes me happy. Quitting your job takes an enormous amount of confidence. Like, were you worried about that at all, or...? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course I was worried. Like, you know, I do have college loans, but I knew that, like, I wanted to figure out what I wanted to do. And in order to do that, I was going to have to give myself some space for creativity. And that includes being able to travel and take on new projects that I didn't get to do at my last job. After the break, Sarah and Suraj figure out what life looks like after quitting and what all this quitting is doing to the economy. When Suraj, the consultant, decided he might want to quit his job without a new one lined up, he did the math and decided it would work for his family. But still, he was shocked by his own decision. Before the pandemic and before you started questioning your job, did you ever expect that you would do something like this, that you would, that you would just quit? No, not, not in a million years. <laughs> I would have never thought of it. Uh, I mean, I, I guess it was one of those guilty pleasures that you just discuss with your friends, which everyone partakes in. It's like one of those conversations you have at lunch. It's like, man, I wish I could just leave my job and like do something else. If I could hit the lottery, I would have those conversations just on the side, but like never seriously contemplated. So what was it? I mean, a a global pandemic is like pretty much the exact opposite of winning the lottery. I mean, it's like a it's like a terrible thing. What was it about all of that and what you went through that caused you to make that decision? I, I think it was just a break from the monotony. If the pandemic wouldn't have happened, I would have lived my life exactly the same way that I have been living until that point. It was a routine. It was not something you escaped from. And just this reshuffling of the way you do work gave me time to think, gave me time to introspect, gave me time to do something that I'd never done before. It was like everything all of a sudden shifted and changed. It was like, what is more important for me to do? Sarah Kilman was questioning her priorities too. And since remote work was important to her, she decided to build a new career around it. I knew that I really wanted to continue doing this like product marketing work. 
And um, I had already had some clients, some people that had said they wanted to do work with me, but I was working full time. So I didn't have time. So I kind of just reached out to them and I'm like, hey, I'm ready. Let's go. And that's kind of how I started my business. So are you happy with your decision so far? Absolutely. I mean, I'm paying my bills and I am able to set my own hours and decide who I work with and who I don't work with, which is another important point. I've been able to work with companies that value remote work. And, you know, like I hop on a call at a campsite and I don't get questions like, oh, are you going to have reliable Internet or like, are you going to be able to handle the work? You know, we just jump in and do the work because they trust me. And that's because of the contracts and the um, relationships I have with these companies where they do trust me to be able to do the things that they've asked me to do. If I were ever to, you know, maybe take a step back from my my current business and look at a full-time job, I will be looking at, at companies that are remote first and not remote last and places that value that that freedom of flexibility. Because honestly, if you don't trust your employees to not be sitting at a desk, then that's a, to me, like shows a larger problem within the company. The demands of employees have changed during the pandemic. And our colleague Lauren says that all this quitting could have consequences for the whole economy. Well, you know, I think you can look at that from the point of view of employers and from the point of view of workers. Uh, For employers, this is a huge headache. Um, This is not good news for them, except for, you know, it also means that they have possibilities, they have opportunities to pick up some of these people. But, you know, for individuals, this is a really positive thing. You want people to move into jobs that are a better fit for what they bring to them. This increases productivity writ large. If somebody is in a job where they're kind of stagnating or they're not challenged or they're becoming complacent, and some of the people I interviewed for the story said, you know, I'd become complacent in my job. I'm too young to be complacent. Well, that's not good for the employer. It's not good for the individual. It's not good for the economy as a whole. So as people move into jobs, you know, and gravitate towards jobs that are a better fit for them, this is a really positive thing. Do you think that this is a momentary blip in the economy right now? Or do you think that there is sort of a deeper shift, a generational shift that took place over this past year that might have lingering or lasting effects? I think, you know, information is just so accessible and available now. You know, we all know that. Like many people, especially professionals, they're constantly being fed information about new opportunities. I think that just makes it so much easier to move around and so much easier to throw your hat in the ring for something new. And I think that changes things. And, you know, one consultant I spoke to, who's a talent recruiting consultant, said job security now means movement. It used to mean staying in one place. Now it means movement and, you know, expanding your network, expanding your skills, sampling the buffet of careers out there to see what the market will pay me and what I'm good at. How does stability mean movement? Just because... If the more you move, the bigger your network is, the more ability that you have to get another job if you happen to lose the one that you're in? Exactly. It's who you know, who you interact with, who sees your profile, who sees what skills you have. Does the fact that all these people are quitting right now show that employees maybe have a bit more leverage over employers than they may normally? I do think that's true. There is a sense that employers are 
desperate to hire, and in many cases that is true, and workers can call more of the shots. That may mean having more leverage with their current employer, or it may mean being able to negotiate a really good situation with a future employer. There is recognition among employers that, or a sense among employers that we really need to be on our toes. That's all for today, Monday, June 21st. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.